Hi, this is Kermit Apito, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. For those of you under 30, Google Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, talking comedy and politics with Jimmy Dore. Why do you think Wall Street, corporate America, why aren't they clamoring and demanding a better Republican presidential candidate? And my answer is because they're very happy with the guy we got. We'll hear more from Jimmy in just a little bit, but first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. An 81-year-old Newport, Rhode Island woman kept her lottery ticket in her Bible after realizing she had won last month's $336.4 million Powerball jackpot, the Newport Daily News reported. Louise White went public this week at a news conference in Cranston, Rhode Island. Said White, I'm happy to be able to help my family and to finally be part of the 1%. A Canadian company that wants to build a 1,700-mile oil pipeline through the U.S. to the Gulf of Mexico will be shortly ready to submit plans for a new route that avoids the environmentally sensitive Nebraska Sandhills region, home of the continent's largest aquifer, a Trans-Canada executive said Tuesday. Critics still say it's a bad idea, but much better than BP's method of having refineries just skim the oil off the surface of the Gulf of Mexico. A Detroit-area film lover has filed a class-action suit that accuses the AMC theater chain of price gouging over what it charges for popcorn, drinks, and candy in Michigan, the Detroit Free Press reports this week. Joshua Thompson of Livonia got tired of being taken advantage of because of prices three and four times higher than anywhere else, said Kerry Morgan, his attorney, with a straight face. President Obama hasn't explicitly said what red line Iran has to cross in order to compel him to order a military strike on that country, but Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the U.S. should use overwhelming force if U.S. intelligence ever shows that Iran has decided to develop a nuclear weapon. Because that course of action never backfires. Miley Cyrus recently came under fire for tweeting the word beautiful and a photo of theoretical physicist Lawrence Krauss with the quote, You are all stardust. You couldn't be here if stars hadn't exploded. So forget Jesus. Stars died so you could live. Later, Miley explained that it was all a misunderstanding and she simply meant to say that Dr. Krauss was bigger than the Beatles. And that's been Fake News with me. Jimmy Dore is a hilarious stand-up comedian who hosts two podcasts, one of which is a radio show heard nationally on the Pacifica Radio Network that's in Los Angeles, New York, and several cities in between. Uh, He is the big interview today, and I do mean big. Uh, We talk some politics and some comedy with Jimmy Dore. Okay, joining us on PF's Tape Recorder, it's Jimmy Dore, one of the giants in podcasting and stand-up comedy. Jimmy, how you doing? Uh, it's very good for my perch up here in giant podcast land. <laughs> Everyone's always so modest about their... About their <laughs> well, you actually do do two podcasts, uh, so you're a busy man. Yes, I am very busy. It's amazing how much work goes... You know, I mean... Uh, there's, you can put endless amounts of work into your show, right? You At some point, you just have to stop. I, yeah. That's how what I find, right? Yes. And the deadlines help, you know? Like uh, So I have this, my, uh, the Jimmy Dore show, which is like, a, you know, satirical, uh, newsy kind of a show, you know, makes fun of news and politicians and stuff. Yes. And, uh, like, that has to be ready. 
uh, every week for the radio show because it's a broadcast on the Pacifica Network and it goes out in L.A. and New York and a couple of cities in between. And uh, so I have to have it ready. So deadlines really help. But uh, with, uh, uh, do you find that you can keep you just like keep tinkering, trying to make it better and uh, drop it in a piece of music? I don't know if this is probably boring to everybody. I could cut all this out, <laughs> no, it's, uh, we, we always, uh, you know, sometimes talk about how the sausage is made because uh, I think a lot of folks are interested in that. And uh, I kind of have to have a self-imposed deadline because I'm afraid if I don't drop the podcast by Sunday, and this one's going to be late, actually, the one I'm working on uh, as I'm speaking to you, uh, that all like 200 listeners will just vanish. So it's, it's I'm ah. in a very, very precarious position here. Okay. Well, what I was gonna one question I wanted to know is uh, particularly with the Jimmy Dore show and a little bit with comedy and everything else. Although you talk more about comedy and other things uh, on that program, uh, it, it it seems like people are afraid to be politically aware just out in the regular world. Do you find that to be the case? Well, PF, uh, I like to tell a story of back in two thousand eight. I was in St. Louis, and uh, that was right after the economy had cratered. Yes. And I ran into an old friend from college, and she uh, had recently been divorced. She's a single mom. Uh, she had two kids, lost her job. She was a, a mortgage broker. She lost her job. Her house was underwater. She didn't have health coverage, and she had two kids. No, and I was like, uh, "Wow, so who you uh, who you voting for?" And she said, uh, "I don't pay attention to politics." And I said, uh, do you pay attention to your life? Because that's all about your life. Politics, who you voted for, if you're going to get health coverage, if you're going to get a job, if uh, they're going to fix this mortgage screw up so you can have a job again. And your house. And uh, and your house, so you don't lose your house. Like, that's important. Mitt Romney's plan is to just let it crater by itself. Do nothing to help the homeowner. So, yeah, so that I, I find it interesting that people think like politics is this abstract game that other people play but it has to do with your life you know like but my sister's the same way she i don't pay attention to politics then she calls me up she's like hey uh my son ricky has diabetes and uh he doesn't have health insurance he's 22 could if obamacare passes could he get on my insurance i go yes until he's 25 oh that's good okay yeah that's that's politics that's called your life yeah, and people. You know, uh, if the school has a shitty teacher, that's politics. And, and people seem to be offended by that. If you if you actually bring it up, or if you actually start pointing out things. Oh, I don't know, like facts. Yeah. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm a homeowner, and my house is worth about three hundred thousand dollars less than it was four years ago. That's politics. That happened. That was an engineered. It was rigged by the government. Yes. That was Wall Street buying off government, changing the rules, and extracting wealth right out of our houses, putting it in their pockets. And when it crashed, we paid for it again. So that's called politics. And guess what? The problem is nobody has a, you know, I often say if I, if I could screw my wife, if I could, I'll swear on your show, if I could yeah. my wife half as good as Wall Street has our economy, I wouldn't have to go through her emails. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about all that? Uh, it amazes me that anybody could even consider voting for any of these four maniacs at the GOP. I mean, any of them. I mean, McCain, I could see people voting for, getting confused, the kindly old grandpa type, you know. But goodness gracious, you there isn't a, a discernible reason to, to, to pick any of these guys if you had to. First of all, Rick Santorum is so crazy he's against contraception, yet 
he still wears a sweater vest. Now, come on. That's that's a little bit of a contradiction, don't you think, PF? Well, well let me I, the way I reasoned it is I'm thinking best case scenario, Rick Santorum has had sex four times in his life. If you follow no, his logic because you can't do it unless you're trying to have kids, right? Well, he's got seven of them. Oh, okay, so he's had it and they had the, the one that uh, unfortunately um so the eight eight times. When you say unfortunately, you mean that the mis the miscarriage. Well, I I was I heard the story that the baby was born alive and then died very quickly. Okay. And then he took the baby home. Yes. Uh to meet the kids. Yes. Yeah. People think that's made up, it's not. That's not a made no, up story. No, so that, that was not. a deceased baby that he brought home. We're not joking around here. This is this actually happened. This is Rick. This is the kind of maniac. Well, that's that, that's the kind of maniac who leads to a guy like Rick Santorum. And then he's against contraception. It's like, wow, these Republicans are partying like it's 1849 over here, right? I mean, <laughs> and, is, and and to run the extra point, uh, I'm I'm going to be against people going to college too. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, a guy with three college degrees himself, Rick Santorum. Yeah, he's he's got a bachelor's, a master's, and a doctorate of law. And he's got to also, you know, it's just like, and he's like, yeah, he's down for his kids being a musician. He goes, I I would be all right if a kid was a musician or art. Oh, yeah, sure you are. Sure yeah. you are. That's why you try to defund the arts at every turn. Yeah. And you don't want any. Anyway, it's just, he's, he's it's amazing. Uh, you know, people say, I say to people, why do you think Wall Street, corporate America, you know, if, if Democrats are so anti-business, why don't they... Why aren't they clamoring and demanding a better Republican presidential candidate? Why aren't they? And my answer is because they're very happy with the guy we got. It's a win-win for oh, them. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And so no matter. There's no complaints. If, it's a, if Obama wins, he is a hundred percent complete Wall Street toady. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, the banks that were too big to fail, they're too, they're bigger. He's done zero to do anything to fix those problems. And that's the problem with Barack Obama, you know. I mean, you know, it all started PF with the he when he got the the Nobel Peace Prize. Like he didn't even do anything, and they go, "Just shut up and take it." Yeah, yeah. And th and then he immediately ramps up the war in Afghanistan, starts bombing Libya, and then puts out a hit on Osama bin Laden. And you know, that's the thing about those peace prizes; nobody ever tries to win a second one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was it is you get a carte blanche after that? <laughs> not going to take it yeah. back either. Not going we'd like that back, please. So it's a you know, and it's just funny who we demonize in our society. People are upset at teachers making too much money. Too, oh. We're all being robbed. Like literally, these bankers are taking our money, and people are angry at teachers. Somehow, it's the teachers, cops. Even Barack Obama says teachers' pay should be tied to their performance. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Like, can you? Who else's pay is tied to their performance in this damn economy? I say we tie Barack Obama's pay to his performance, and if he doesn't turn this economy around by April, he doesn't get Secret Service after five o'clock. How about that, PF? There you go. Excellent we play a little hardball over there, <laughs> on the Jimmy Dore show. <laughs> exactly. Well, I told you that story uh, last time we spoke of that. My mom went nuts for a little bit and was watching nothing but Fox News. Uh, lifetime progressive, college professor. Watching Fox News for about six months straight, nothing but, and then I uh, got off the Fox train when they started blaming teachers for uh, the problems in the state of Ohio because of her pension, 
And her stockbroker told her that too. And she said like, wait, that's my money. <laughs> They're not giving me money. That's my money I'm getting back. What are you, crazy? And, uh, and it turns out, yes, they are. Yes, and it they turns get, out, yes, they are. Well, you know, what if, you know, they've done, stud, they've studied this. I don't know how, I'm not smart. You know, I, I, I often informed. tell people I'm not smart. I'm just informed. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, but smart people who know how to study this stuff have studied this stuff. And they have found out that people who watch no news know more stuff than people who watch Fox News. Like you become l like less in informed if you watch their news channel. Like that's well, not me making up an insult. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a st that's like scientifically studied. Yes. Isn't that so? I, what I, you know? That's called cognitive dissonance, where people can just ignore that study. So when it's not really a news, they're not really trying to inform you. They're trying to push an agenda. You know, they're not trying to inform. They're not just trying to give us their slant on the news. They're deliberately ignoring things that doesn't fit. The, and by the way, you know, Fox News is well, owned by a Saudi Arabian prince and a guy from Australia. Two foreigners. I mean, if there's anybody who's anti-foreigner. Is the freaking people who watch Fox News? That's the most ironic thing. Oh yeah. Well, and and they'll they'll do anything they can to jam their narrative in because uh, we did a bit last week on the show here about uh, the girl in North Carolina. She took her lunch to school. Apparently, they they made her take her lunch away and they made her get a school lunch and, and some crazy nonsense. Well, anyway, so who does Fox News go to to, to talk to the to do fair and fair and balanced coverage? Can we talk to the the school board? Can we talk to the FDA? Perhaps no. We're going to talk to the Family Research Council. What? Family Research yeah. Council, which was declared a hate group yes. by the Southern Poverty yes. Law Center. Well, you know, Jimmy, what uh, James Dobson said, told just to Chris Matthews, if you don't hate gay people, then you're filled with hate. <laughs> in so many words. He was, he was saying, if you, if you don't yeah. hate the homosexual lifestyle, then that in itself is hateful. I'm like, what kind of crazy horse is that? But, and, you know, let yeah, me, yeah, it's... And, and let me remind people, too, that say, oh, you know, well, you know, MSNBC is just a liberal... MSNBC are news shows that are funded and produced by a company that is a defense contractor the biggest and a bank yes one of the biggest and if there's if there is ever a time when we needed somebody to do investigations on the banks and defense contractors it's right now and of course that's exactly what corporate america did they got smart and they go uh, hey these mother who keep investigating us why don't we just buy them <laughs> And then they did. Yeah. And then, so that's why we have an uninformed electorate. It's just, it's not just Fox News. I mean, CNN is barely better than Fox News. I mean, people who watch that are barely more informed. And, uh, you know, and, and especially if you watch, like, the, the major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, they're barely informed. They don't really tell you what's going on. And uh, so that that's why we get the government we've gotten, I think. Don't you think? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people don't want to be informed or they're maybe they're right. semi-informed. And, you know, they... People who voted for all those Tea Party or whatever in the off year, you really thought that that's what was going to make everything better? Those people were, wanted to do the bidding of corporate America, and that's what they did. So, I, you know, but the problem is... That we don't have an FDR, we have you know we we have Barack Obama, who turns out he's more like Joe Scarborough than FDR, and so nobody will never know how good the New Deal is because we're never going to see it again. 
What Barack Obama is doing is implementing every Republican idea that Democrats find palatable. He's not doing any Democratic ideas. Even his health care plan is a Republican health care plan. But, the only reason the Republicans are against it, it's because Barack Obama embraced it. And now they're backpedaling and, and denying it. <laughs> yes, that, that was the plan. We were, that's we Mitt that. Romney's plan, yeah. which was based on the Heritage Foundation's plan, which was their answer to Hillary Care. People forget this, and it doesn't get explained to people because the news is owned by the people who don't want it explained. Well, let me ask you this, speaking of Mitt Romney, why would anybody in Michigan vote for Mitt Romney? <laughs> unless you unless you really hate the auto well i guess they got you know fooled people on this nonsense of like well they've got good benefits and they shouldn't because you don't not the other way around like you should be asking yourself well hey why don't i have good benefits too that must be the people voting I, I, for mitt romney in michigan i like how he said you know you know the, the i'm not worried about the very poor no, yeah no. although no <laughs> the very poor are doing very well oh yeah <laughs> great they're, they're all set yeah <laughs> who you have to worry about are the people with more money and stuff yes it's not the very poor oh have you been down to the homeless shelter they have silk sheets on the cots down there <laughs> oh yes yeah. some of them they take the they take some of their safety net and they go on vacations oh sure yeah the very poor they're doing they're okay that what you know it's like, well, so he's worried about the middle class. That's what he says, because that's the biggest group of voters he's trying to pander to. And it's like, well, if you want them to be OK, why wouldn't you just implement pro policies that made them very poor? Because they're OK. The poor are very poor. Well, that's what he's trying to do, I think. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. he's trying to do. It's, uh, you know, it, it's funny to live in a time, you know, people have to get woken up. And, you know, isn't it funny that we have to, like, uh re-fight these battles like we already re-regulated the banks in the 30s we didn't need to and then they deregulated that it's like holy shit, we got to go through this again and it still isn't happening i wish i had some better news to report but i don't but it's those damn teachers i gotta tell you <laughs> we're, we're laying off teachers to save money because that's what's going to get us out of this depression dumber kids yeah that's what we need we're too smart pf I mean, how are we going to convince China to open a factory here if people are smart enough to know they're being exploited like slaves? I mean, come yeah. on. And you we'll, we'll need lots of them to build those iPhones, so. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. I don't want to pay full price for my iPhone, do you? I'd yeah. rather have it made. I had a guy say that to me the other day. He's like, yeah, well, you know, that's what happens. You know, there's going to be some slave labor, but, uh, you know, that's going to get filtered out. They'll unionize and they're not they're putting up suicide nets <laughs> at the factory. And that's not I don't think that's the first step towards unionization. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it was on NPR. I heard that it would only cost like another 10 bucks for them to actually have decent working conditions. Right. At at, uh, at Foxconn in China. Like where they where they really would work eight hour days, not just on paper, but they'd work you know five eight hour days and not you know seven sixteen hour days. Well, that's what I, I never understood. Like when they make Nikes and stuff over in uh, wherever they make them, India, wherever where do they make Korea, China and Korea, stuff. Korea, I right? thought there was they make Nikes in the Korea. Korea? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I think you're right. So, like, and then they still charge like a hundred and twenty dollars for them. So you're like, well, couldn't you make them here? And so they're probably making well, they, $100 profit per pair, right? Yeah, well, they were going to. Uh, Michael Morse had said, told uh, the president of Nike to come to Michigan. And he had even put people in his movie saying, yeah, come here. I'll get a, I'll apply for a job in your shoe factory. And ultimately, the guy said, no, what's his name? Phil, uh, 
Yeah, at night. Yeah, till right? night, yeah. And they, he, he said, no, because I, I just don't think Americans will, will make tennis shoes. Really, we make all kinds of crap in this country. You know, that's I just don't think Americans will make, and I'm not even willing to try. Yeah. I'm not even going to test my theory. My theory's right. Americans don't want to make tennis shoes. F*** them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep using these uh, non-unionized, uh, practically slave labor over in third world country. You know, so it's like, uh, so my, I never understood that. Like, why wouldn't you just make them here pay a living wage? And then instead of making $100 per shoe, make $80 per shoe. I mean, you're still making an amazing profit. Yeah. It's like, but that is, you know, someone did also studied corporations and they found out that corporations, you know, are just amoral. They're just, they, they have no, it's just whatever is increases profit is good. And that's not morality. That's amorality. Yeah, well, this other argument they make is that, you know, it's it's still better for the people uh, over in those countries to have those jobs than no jobs at all. Which, yeah. which yeah. they've done studies, and it is true. I mean, the, the, and being poor now in the world isn't as, nearly as bad as it was back in the, the Middle Ages. But this is the 21st century. I mean, they, right. I still think we can do better. Those guys can still be hugely wealthy and still treat people okay. You don't have to treat them like I mean, you could say that to justify slavery. Yeah. You know? And you could say, look, look yeah, at they yeah, would be yeah. starving in Ethiopia. Yeah. Right now, they got they work an eight-hour day, and they get great quarters, and they get fed. Yeah, but they're slaves. Yeah, but they're doing better than they would be. That is not an argument. That's like saying... Hey, you know, I used to punch you with two fists. Now I'm only going to punch you with one. Yeah. So you're better off. I mean, that is not a good argument to exploit someone else because they were worse off before you started exploiting them. Exactly. That means that you're morally bankrupt and that you lack integrity and that you're soulless. That's what that means. That's not capitalism. You can be a capitalist and have a soul. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm an Occupy Wall Street guy. I, I get so, you know, I have an old friend from high school as a captain in the Chicago Police Department, and you get to see their status updates now. All your old high school friends on yeah. Facebook, yep. you know, which is nice. It's nice. It's like, hey, you, uh, wow! I didn't know you were an ass. I didn't <laughs> know. Look at that. He's his his um his uh, status update one day was, well, what's up with these Occupy Wall Street people? What do they even want anyway? I'm like, really, six months into Occupy Wall Street. You're a police captain, and you don't know what they want. Turns out you're a detective. <laughs> you know, still angry at poor people and workers and unions. And he's in a damn union. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, people go, why, why, you know, they go, oh, corporations are sitting on $2 trillion, but they're not hiring because they don't have confidence. They're, they're frightened. They're, they're uncertain. Yeah. They're uncertain. Hey, if two, if $2 trillion doesn't give you confidence, why don't you try dance lessons? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not about confidence. It's because workers don't have money. And when someone has demand, there's no demand right now. If there was demand in the economy, people hire workers to meet the demand. And that's what FDR understood. And that's why he hired people and gave them money. He had a demand side economy where he put money in workers' pockets. Whereas since Ronald Reagan, they do a supply side economy where they put money in the rich people's pockets and they're supposed to trickle it down. And we all know what's been happening and we've been getting how, pissed on for 40 years now. How do they sell something called trickle down? And people said, yeah, OK, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> trickle. I'll yeah, take trickle. Sounds sure. reasonable. Yeah, because wrap it in the Bible and Jesus and they make it. It's all moral. Jesus is a free free market. Work hard and work hey. hard work in the free market. Well, it's not a free market. There's a markets are set up. Markets are invented. 
Markets are invented, and the way they're invented serves different people. And right now, they serve the powerful, and they don't serve anyone else. A, they serve a plutocracy. It, well, and, and people just don't see that. And, and, people, and, and I, I love that. I go, yeah, that's, you know, what happened to our uh, economy here is too many poor people bought houses they couldn't afford. <laughs> and then, they, oh, that's what happened. Yeah, the people with no money and no power wrestled the economy away from Wall Street and General Electric and then crashed the mother. Yep. Oh, boy. So they didn't know what they were doing. If there was just some way the rich and powerful can insulate themselves from the penniless. Ah! Uh, <laughs> crazy. I mean, it's ridiculous on its face with the things that people... And I go, you know, if that... and all, all, You hear people say, or the government made the banks give loans to poor people so they could buy houses. And I'm like, really? Is that what crashed the economy? How come it happened over in Europe at the same time? How come it happened in Greece at the same time? In Spain at the same time? In England? In Ireland at the same time? It's because the banks have been doing this game for the last 10 years and crashed the world economy. And by the way, it isn't the first time they did it, and it ain't the last. Oh, no. It's going to come around. I think the next bubble is going to be. If you, if you could bet on that. Dude, they're still doing it. Deriv anyway, I, I don't want to get too wonky. but no. uh, Let's talk a little know. comedy. Let's talk a little comedy. This has been fun, though. I mean, oh, I yeah. did throw some jokes in there you completely yes. missed. And uh, <laughs> oh no, I got, I got, I, I listen to this. I know you listen to my show, so yes. that Rick Santorum sweater joke. Oh yeah, You've yeah. Heard it probably three times already. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I like to tell a good joke a few times at least. Oh sure, because sure. you know people may have, uh, you know. Heard and how about anybody? Do you agree with me? The Herman Cain. The more he talked, the more I thought that pizza business pretty much runs itself. <laughs> yes, I love that one. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, I wish he was back. Damn, I miss that guy. Oh, geez, yeah. It's great. But, I mean, you know, these four knuckleheads uh, endlessly entertaining. That whole field, there was nobody in that. It's just, uh -huh. anyway, we're getting, we're doing it again. Um, yeah. Who you bring into Cincinnati with you as your as your feature? You know what? I'm not sure. I think this young lady from Seattle named Leah. I just was at the San Luis Obispo uh, Comedy Festival in San Luis Obispo, and uh, which is wow, what a wonderful seaside town and uh, had a great time, great shows up there. And uh, she's from Seattle, so I think she's coming. Okay. Because uh, my other guy had to cancel. I usually travel with Paul Morrissey. I've heard and, of him. I know you brought, uh, was it Bobby Miyamoto last time? Yeah, Bobby Miyamoto opens for me, and he also opens for David Spade a lot. Okay. And uh, it, at the Venetian. Cool. And you have uh, the lovely Kelly Collette will be your MC. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. How about that? So that's a that's a nice that's a nice night of comedy right there, folks. No Southwest kidding. Ohio. I yeah. love Kelly. Yeah. She's great. I love she's fun. Oh, I all the fellas in Cincinnati were glad Kelly started doing comedy, I bet, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Real hard time for her to make friends in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well there's there's if you know if the people don't know Kelly, she's very uh She's she's a very attractive comedian. She was in uh, CMT's uh, comedy competition and she made it to the the final eight. And oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah. And she had some. Uh, she's gotten really funny. I mean, she was funny before when I was you know hanging out last year doing open mics. But uh, I saw some of her stuff on the CMT thing, and man, she. Whew. Oh, that's great! I yeah, can't yeah. wait yeah. to so see it. Yeah, so folks are in for are in for. I mean, the because sometimes the MC. Yeah, but I think you know <clears throat> Kelly, and then this this young lady you're bringing, and then and you. This is going to be a solid night of comedy. Okay, I'm all for it. Cool, I'm man. all for it. I'm looking forward to it. And plus, you know, I'm hilarious. Absolutely. 
That always helps. Yeah, and, that uh, does. <laughs> if people haven't said our special on Comedy Central, which yes. shows the best of the year by iTunes and top five DVDs of the year by Punchline Magazine. And the reason I tell you that, because it uh, turns out if I don't, nobody will. No. So, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. people too. I'll, uh, we'll have links on the uh, on the Podbean page. Uh, nope. Send people to all the appropriate places and to your website and all that. Um, and if people like... Uh, if people like humor about the news and making fun of politics and stuff, I do a show with Frank Conniff from Mystery Science Theater 3000, the Jimmy Dore show, and yes. uh, and that's all. That's a very funny, funny show. Mike McRae does hilarious voice. He does all the voice. Have you heard Mike? You know Mike. Oh my God, he's a genius. Yeah, him and uh, so, James uh, Adomian. Uh, we like and him James a lot. Adomian also hilarious. He does yes. one of the funniest Jesse Ventura. He does the Jesse Ventura hilarious. Yeah, my dad. Impression. My dad loves that. Oh yeah, yeah. He misses that on the on the show. Yeah, I used to kill him every day. One of the things, just you just had to hear the first couple words, and he'd just start cracking up. Uh, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. There's some. And no matter what he says, is Jesse Ventura. It yeah, is hilarious. It is. Well, sounds good, sir. Um, continued success to you, and uh, and Patty and I will come out and check out one of the. We're either going to come Thursday or Sunday. We haven't figured out which one yet. Well, I'll okay. let you go. I know you got a lot, lot to do and got a lot of shows to put together, and uh, we'll see you in town in a couple of weeks. All right, brother. Good to talk to you. Thanks for taking time. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Jimmy Dore for being our big guest. Jimmy is in Cincinnati March 15th through the 18th. Go to jimmydorecomedy.com and Dore is spelled D-O-R-E. And there you can find all things Jimmy, including links to his podcast, uh, his tour dates, and all the other things he has going on. He's a busy man. Oh, and this special announcement, friend of the podcast, Jeff Tate, a Cincinnati comedian, very hilarious, is going to be on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson Monday March 19th, set your TiVo, set your DVR, or just remind yourself to stay up late, and uh, we'll have more information on that on the Podbean page as well. Meanwhile, uh, like us on Facebook, follow me on Twitter at PF66, uh, PF Tape Recorder logo by Dan Coble. Follow him at Tiger Dactyl, uh, spelled just like it sounds on Twitter. And uh, for more information about this episode, go to pfradio.podbean.com. That is if you're listening to this uh, any other way than off of the Podbean site, and we'll have all these links for you there. Um, running up against the clock here because I can't have a podcast that's over 30 megabytes on Podbean. It's one of the little technical details for you. So uh, other than that, so long and thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>